Okay, so welcome to the third episode of this pre-podcast and today we're going to talk about people's perception of you. I hear it's calling again But first, I just wanted to share, um, I think I found a name for the podcast and it feels great and I'm really surprised that it hasn't been taken yet. Maybe it has, I just haven't found it. But uh, yeah, I definitely feel like this is a hole I can fill. (laughs) So that's what I'm going to do. And also, good morning loves. I hope you have a great day and yeah, let's do this. Growing up as a really highly sensitive kid, I honestly thought that everybody saw people the way I did. You can really learn a lot about people and what they're going through by observing their body language, their choice of words, who they're comfortable with or not, what they enjoy doing or not, just how they're feeling, and generally just how they act in certain types of situations. Honestly, a lot of times you can see what's going to happen before it actually happens just by reading their body language and their signals. So, naturally, I thought everyone did this. Uh, Turns out they don't. (laughs) Now that I know a lot about highly sensitive people and hypersensitive people, I kind of understand that this is a forgotten knowledge in a sense. But that is kind of weird though. I mean, most of the animal kingdom still uses this, so it's kind of a pure instinct. But anyways... That meant that I saw the people around me, I could read the people around me, I knew the people around me, but very few actually really knew me. And if you're highly sensitive yourself, I know that you're really feeling me right now, because yeah, most of us feel this way as highly sensitive kids. And even if you're not, I know you can relate to this feeling of people not quite knowing you, even though you spend a lot of time with them. And that feels kind of strange. You hear stuff like, oh yeah, you like this. And you're like, "Uh, no, I don't. Or like, yeah, you're so shy. And you're like, no, I'm not. And this just goes on throughout life. And I think the earlier we think about this, the better. Because if we become aware of this phenomenon then we can observe it. And everything we can observe, we can learn from. So what happens when we hear what people assume about us is that we slowly start to change ourselves to kind of match their perception. First, we just feel like, oh, well, they don't know me. Or, shit the same, I know what I am, they don't know me. Yeah, it's fine. I know I'm good enough. But... With time, we start questioning that. After hearing the same thing a couple of times, let's say you're shy, yeah. Uh, Then we're like, oh, maybe I'm shy. As if that was a bad thing. And also, hearing that you're shy doesn't mean you're shy. (laughs) And in the beginning, you know that the reason that you don't want to speak around other people is that you're not comfortable with those people. Maybe you're not shy at all. Maybe you're really outgoing. But in this group, you don't feel comfortable sharing your deepest thoughts and feelings. And that is totally valid. And it does not mean you're shy. But after a while, you will kind of accept being the shy friend. 
because people tell you you're shy, so that means you're shy, right? Even though we know better. If it helps, we can see it kind of like the ego entering the equation. And what the ego is all about is making sure that you are seen as successful, you are seen as good enough, you are seen as prosperous, fantastic, yeah, everything that feeds the ego. The ego's biggest fear is not being good enough for other people, and in this situation, not being good enough is not living up to what other people expect of you. And that is you being shy. So then you start acting shy to live up to what they think you are. Get it? So then you start changing your personality to match what they think of you. And it's so stupid. I mean, we all know that we are good enough as we are. We all know that we are best when we are ourselves and everything will turn out fine and people will like us for us if we just keep being us. But still, we fall into this trap every once in a while, especially during our teenage years. So the things I want you to learn from the first part of this episode is... One, it is totally natural that you change your persona to match other people. But it's not good for you. Okay, so let's establish that. Two, a lot of the traits that you identify with that you picked up during your childhood or teenage years are not actually yours. You do not need to carry them any longer. Three, there is no shame in picking up these traits. And just to understand ourselves a little better, I want to quickly get into the biology of the matter. Okay, so our bodies hasn't changed almost at all since we lived at the savannah. Sometimes evolution goes really fast, sometimes really slow, and we are really slow (laughs) at the moment. So yeah, we haven't been forced to adapt, and that is kind of the key to evolution. The part we call the ego is the part that made sure that we weren't kicked out of the group. Our psyche is extremely complex, but easily put, let's say the ego makes us adapt to situations socially so that we are not seen as strange, weird or risk being left out. So the ego is not naturally a bad part of our psyche. It was made solely for our survival. But the biggest danger today is when our ego stands in the way of our greatest possibility of happiness. And as we know, there is no long-term happiness in pretending to be something else than what you actually are. And the only way of long-term happiness is actually being your most authentic, real, unique self. Because no validation in the world is ever worth more than the validation that you can give yourself that comes from within with you being you. Okay, let's enter part two. So people will not only assume things about you, they will also apply their own characteristics onto you. And if you're silent in that case, they will just assume that they were right. And it doesn't really matter how unrealistic it is that you have this trait too. If they have it, they will think it's a possibility that you have it and just apply it onto you. And if you don't speak up right away, they won't change their perception because it suits people placing you in boxes. It feels safe to them. So to defend yourself from people's wrongfully made accusations, assumptions and perception of you, you gotta speak up right away. If they call you lazy, tell them right away, I'm not lazy, I've done a great job, and now I need a break to get right back on it, and that is totally valid. 
If someone calls you shy, tell them, I am actually not shy. You just haven't seen me in an environment that I want to be my true self in. If someone calls you selfish, answer, I am actually not selfish for establishing clear boundaries. The selfish thing would be saying yes when I actually mean no, just to be liked as that would be betraying both you and myself. And when someone calls you antisocial, tell them, I do not have any obligation to be social. I can be social with whoever I want to socialize with when I feel like socializing. Or whenever someone says something about you that you clearly feel is wrong, just say, that is actually a wrongful assumption. Good, now you have got some tools. I actually have kind of a particular story of this happening to me. A couple of years ago, one of my best friends back then said, you can be so selfish. And I laughed because I honestly thought it was a joke. I mean, she knows that I, <laughs> I have crashed straight into the burnout wall twice for not being selfish enough. I actually have a big problem with being selfish. And that is not just a problem. It's a big, deep-rooted problem. Just taking care of myself can make me feel selfish. I never said no before to things that I didn't want to do because I didn't want to upset anyone. I, yeah, I damaged myself really badly for the higher good all the time. One of my other best friends last year who was like, yeah, Louette, come on, you need to be more selfish. You can't live like this. And I was like, ah... How the fuck do I do that? And that feels so weird. And uh, and no. But actually that started this journey that has become kind of the most important thing that ever happened to me. So, yeah. Anyway, that is what she said. And when she noticed my nervous laughing, she was like, eh, <laughs> but you know you are. And after... Another friend said, what was that? It made me really uncomfortable and she clearly doesn't know you or appreciate you or understand you. So if I were you, I would rethink my best friend list. And at the time, I was like, yeah... I don't think she meant that. But she clearly did and I was just fooling myself. After all this time, I really, really appreciate my friend coming to my rescue after and kind of like, oh, this is a warning sign. I didn't say it back then. I say it now. Thank you. That was really kind. And that leads me to this part of the whole thing. My friends are a blind spot. I know that they are a blind spot and often when someone I really love says some weird shit, I'm just like, oh, it's okay. It's totally fine. You can stomp all over me. I get it. But yeah, that's not okay. I really need to work on that. And I'm telling you this because it's a common blind spot. Even if a friend, even if your best friend or your friend's mother or your teacher, your colleague, your boss says something that doesn't reflect who you are, tell them 
always. Another good thing to remember is that usually when someone shames you for a trait that they have, they do that because they don't like that trait in themselves. So usually it wasn't even about you and it never was about you to begin with. So don't take it to heart. And that leads me to the last thing that I would like to talk about in this episode. And that is, your parents will do it too. And it's not always a bad thing. It can be a really good thing sometimes, but most of the times it's a bad thing. So let's just acknowledge that. Sometimes your parent will apply their strength onto you. Sometimes their courage. Sometimes their adult point of view. Sometimes their fears or their failures or their hopes and their dreams. And it could be a really good thing if let's say your parent is into swimming and you are too and you're an awesome team and you're pushing each other and yeah, you just have that amazing support, dream team. But if you don't like swimming and your parent still goes on and on and on about how important it is that you don't drop out of your swimming career, then something is definitely off. And in most cases, the kids grow up feeling like they weren't good enough for their parents or they couldn't meet their parents' standards. And we take this feeling with us of being a failure to our parents through life and it's just so sad because deep down we all know that we can become whatever we want we are good enough as we are our parents cannot dictate our futures we are supposed to walk our own path no matter what our parents think about it it's our path to choose and we all know this so the next time we feel this feeling Let's just put our hand on our heart, on our chest, and just breathe. And remember, you are worthy exactly as you are. The more times you repeat it, the easier it will get remembering it in these types of situations when we just feel like shit. So do it over and over and over again until you can feel it. And this doesn't just apply to parents wanting you to be certain things or do certain things. It's also about parents applying features that would trouble some when they were younger onto you. Because you're their kid. Let's say your parent was a troublemaker. Then they often will expect that from you. Even if you're home before the curfew, even if you call from the party, even if you don't drink, even though all of your friends do. And most of the times that is not even about you. Mostly it's because of what could have happened if you were like them. Often it just helps understanding that. It wasn't about you. You are not a troublesome kid. Everything will work out. They are trying to show that they care for you. Even though it's not in a great way, they are just worried about you. They're just being parents in the way they know how to be parents. And this is actually applicable in all kinds of situations. All the people you meet will have a different version of who you are. 
none of them will actually know the real truth about who you are and why. And I really mean none. Not your siblings, not your best friend, not your parents. Every single person that you meet will only see a reflection of you. The reality is that it is only one person that will actually know who you are, how you are and why with all its complexity and all its nuances and that is you and only you. Thinking about this can feel extremely lonely but it can also be the biggest fucking blessing. Because with this knowledge, you no longer need to take responsibility for anybody's feelings or thoughts about you. Let them pass. Let them flow over you like water on a waterproof surface. That is theirs to deal with. You know who you are and that is truly the only thing that matters. On this path of healing, you will notice feeling more and more you and gaining more and more of the qualities that have been dulled before. Because as you heal the parts of yourself that you have diminished or changed for others' liking, you will grow into a version of yourself that is even more you than you are right now. The parts that you have picked up will slowly disappear and your own traits will bloom more and more every time you do these exercises. The last thing that I want to give you in this particular episode is my favorite mantra slash affirmation of all times. Use it as you like. But first, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to today's episode. Have a great day. And now I'm just going to leave this here ringing in your head until you embody it. I am me and that is that. Hello.